Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of FinTech Fridays. I'm Brian View, President and Chief Operating Officer of FinLocker, and really excited to learn about a new, newer product for me. I don't think it's that new, but a newer product for me, uh, BotSplash from its founder and CEO, Aru Anabekar. Aru, welcome to my podcast. Thanks, Brian. It's fun catching up with you today, and let's roll. Right on. Let's roll is right. So uh, you and I were introduced to each other through a mutual uh, client or prospective client. Um, and as I was uh, learning how this how this mutual client was thinking about your product, I was very interested in learning more. So we had a brief conversation and agreed that we would, instead of uh, us doing that behind the, the curtain, we would open up the curtain and have it, have this open conversation. So not only could I learn about the great things that you're doing at BotSplash, but my audience. But before we do that, let's, let's kind of start with your background and the problem that you solve and, and how you went about starting BotSplash to solve that problem. Absolutely. Again, First of all, thanks for having me. And yes, we I think we got introduced in the same week by two different people yeah. on the prospect and also Beju. So it's <laughs> it, yeah. it, it had to happen. So we sped up and here we are. Um, a little background about myself. Um, from the core career profession-wise, uh, I started off as a developer. So it's been technical background. Somewhere down the lane, I was irritated getting called by others what to be built. So I wanted to move into product, business, be the stakeholder and understand what business needs are to bring. So I moved into product management, got my MBA, and then fast forward, hit a point where it's like, I want to do more. So it was, I want to do more something of my own. So there were side projects that were going on for some part of it. And 2016, when Facebook came up with messages and automation and all those got interested in SaaS. 2017, BotSplash was in infancy stages. I quit my full time and said, let's take it full time. Uh, learned a few things in first three months and 2018 March, we were live. So that, that was like the start of BotSplash. Uh, we are a SaaS platform. Today, we do work mainly in mortgage space because of my experience and network in mortgage. We also have clients in automotive space. The SaaS platform and the ability of it is essentially consumer engagement. So consumers can come from multiple channels, text, web, calls, Facebook, different channels, but making it easy for the enterprise and their agents to have it all at one place. So that's what we specialize in. Again, from heart, I'm a product person, technical person, so I love building. I joke about it all the time. All the sales I do is for survival and running the family. So that's 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 where sales comes into effect. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I was super impressed with the the idea of taking all these channels of communication. And, and again, I, and I come out of the mortgage industry myself, right? So we both come out of the same background. Um, and to some degree are trying to solve similar problems in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, and I love, I love that you talk about consumer engagement. Um, that's, that's kind of what FinLocker is focused on, right? We focus, we're, we're helping 
lenders and originators at the top of the funnel attract and engage, right? You're um, educating them so that they are in the lane and not getting distracted. That's right. And then when I think about the, the, the work that you all are doing, you're taking it to another level and, uh, and now tying the, using Finlocker as an example, um, this, this channel of communications that may start in this financial fitness app, right? Mm -hmm. Botsplash is able to connect, make a connection to the communications that may start in that app and tie it back to the agent or loan officer associated to that consumer. And so now, as I think about a, a prospective home buyer early in their financial life, in their journey to buy a home, they're in a, in a FinLocker product with a, with a lender and a loan officer, mm -hmm. but they're also engaged with that loan officer on their Facebook page and through regular channels like email and text and instant message. And what you've, you've engineered is a way to bring all that into, into one place. The, the, the consumer can still initiate and respond on any of those channels that they want to, but you've, you've really simplified and optimized how the agent or loan officer communicates in that channel. Am I thinking about that right? Yes, absolutely. Our, our goal at a very high level was to remove all and any kind of friction that happens. So if you look at the entity of our consumer, the friction there is one day check your text, the other day check your Facebook ads, or you started Facebook ad engagement and now you have to jump to emails because that's, that's the preferred way for that agent. Or you're working with five different lenders very early on in the process and still in, needs that education to be a concern, like informed buyer. There's also chaos for agents because they are like, now you have to, go log in to FinLocker or your point of sale system, your CRM. You also have to take notes on your notebook or post-its. So that chaos needed to be solved. And for the enterprise themselves, there was no true record of 360 degree of what are my agents doing with this audience of my prospects or other different audience of my prospects or leads, where are different stages? So for us, the goal was reduce the number of channels for the agents, increase the visibility for the enterprises, and don't instruct the consumer what they have to do. Right. If they want to send a text at 2 a.m., let them send it in. Now you want to use automation and respond to that text, or you want to not risk at all and don't respond at all. Instead, inform them, you got to go to the website and use the chat feature, whatever it is. Like, don't make their life miserable. Don't confuse them. Don't let them be like, I'm waiting here for 30 minutes. Am yeah. I waiting? Am I being helped? Did I lose the deal? So removing chaos is, is what we wanted to do with our Boss Splash application. So for those reasons, we love partnering with other SaaS platforms like FinLocker. It's like, you don't need two screens for the agents. If they are in FinLocker, let them have a feature right in there so that the agents don't have to move places. Yeah, I, 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 and I love just the way you kind of crystallized the, the chaos part of it. I think about my own kind of personal um, and business channels for communication. Primary email, probably, right? Mm -hmm. But on email, there's my FinLocker email address. And then I've got a, a couple of personal 
email addresses that for whatever one-off reason, some of my prospects and clients may ping me on that on occasion. Mm-hmm. I don't check those as frequent. Then I've got text, uh, which I check all the time, sadly. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I also have uh, instant message or whatever the LinkedIn yep. messaging is, which I tend to track pretty closely because that's like a primary channel for us. But then less frequently, I'm checking Facebook Messenger or yep. Instagram Messenger or Twitter Messenger. So I'm imagining a world where Brian has his own, you know, bot splash account, if you will, all. And, and so I'm, I'm guessing what happens is in implementation, I connect that bot splash account to all of my channels. And yeah. then now, you know, on my it's phone or one- on my desktop, I can be having, you know, managing all those communications in real time. Is that, is that right? That's right. That's right. So that, that was our goal. Like, how do you remove these things coming from a technological technology background? Like it's, I'll not say it's easy, but that's what we can contribute. Yeah. If it's someone without a technology background, yes, it's understandable. Understanding the nuances of APIs and all those things, or even algorithms is difficult, but having that background and the team that can deliver it. For us, it was very important not to complicate the looks, UI, feel, but keep it very simple. What's simple? A message comes in, you get informed, you're going to respond back. Yeah. What's complex? A message comes in, you get an email about it, then you have to search your laptop, log in, then there's two-factor authentication or something like Having all those steps is more chaotic. So uh, for us, it was like faster response time. Get your agents to respond fast, whether they are typing it, whether they are using canned message, whatever it is, get a quickest response so that you're not losing that customer. So in in the mortgage space today, are there some, without naming names, unless you're comfortable naming names, but are there some like interesting use cases where you're you're seeing, you know, enterprise uh, lenders deploy your product and, and, and really kind of optimize their, their communication channels? So a few features I'd like to highlight where we stand differently and what is helping them convert on a higher basis is the platform allows for multiple agents to engage. So you may have seen in since, since COVID times, or if you go five years early, there was the understanding that once a customer is given to a loan officer, it's theirs for life, like until they close. There was no this lead flipping or you're out of vacation, let somebody else come in your place. In the last three years, that space has completely transformed. It's it's more of a, you're available today, you work these prospects or these, I, I'm trying best to avoid the word leads because I do not like calling yeah. these these are customers these are prospects yeah. so so we internally call them as visitors so I'll, I'll i'll stick with visitors so they are more comfortable there so what we've done is we now allow multiple even loan officers maybe you're a senior loan officer need a junior junior or an assistant but that chain continues all the way till closing so the loan officer does their part. They bring in either automatically or manually a processor and underwriter all the way till the closing. So that has helped the borrower feel at peace because it's only one text line or it's only one Facebook or it's one 
they they go to Google and search their lender and send a message from Google search results. So that removes the chaos of what's my processor's email, what's their phone number, I didn't get a call back, who's calling me with a seventh unknown number, but right. says the same company. So that has resolved some of the chaos. The other uh, two, which are more recent, is all of our agents get their own calendar application. So they can include it on their signature. They can include it on their website pages if they have one or send it as a text message saying, look, I, I'm not going to check in with you for another three weeks, but here's my application book time on my calendar. So that blocks loan officers time. It also sends reminders to the borrower. So that increases the borrower's wish and intent to show up for meetings. Right. Because we, we took a survey of quite, um, of our clients and loan officers, the main issue was not driving appointments, but making sure they show up for those appointments. It's it's a wasted time for agents to stay prepared and that call never happens. Yeah. So that's a piece. And, and recently we did launch Spanish translation, wherein if you have a borrower that automatically starts conversations in Spanish, it will convert it to English and then the agents can type in English and it will automatically convert to Spanish. Um, we launched it about six weeks ago and some of the feedback we've gotten is, we first of all, we don't inform upcoming features a lot. We'll like get the leadership's approval, turn it on for a set of users and, and see how it rolls. If it's like panic compliance, we'll pull it back, work on it, release it again. Um, what the, the, feedback we got from multiple clients was most agents were just ignoring these chats. Like, I don't know what to do. Right. So they are very excited to see the volume of these that are coming in and how many of them are now getting into the CRM um, to the point that they didn't think these were even consumers that had to be responded to. So those would be, I think, recent use cases, especially that apply to this market because more loan officers have time in their hand. If you give them a conversation that is not native English, they'll they'll spend time and still keep yeah. them engaged. I love I love that use case because it's so uh, it's such a nest, it's so needed in the in the industry, especially as you look at the you know the segment of first time home buyers. You know, it's a significant portion of that segment are Spanish speaking yes. uh, home buyers. So it's. Super helpful and there. Our, our team was more excited because as we sped up our marketing, the state of union was speeding up their marketing saying for the first time bilingual. I'm like, yay, we are on spot. And then Super Bowl was like bilingual. We are like, we are absolutely on spot. Like let's, right. let's speed up more and push the button. So yeah, we are looking forward for more adoption on that space. Well, it, it probably is obvious to, to the uh, audience, but maybe not, you know, not as obvious for me, but uh, you, you started with English to Spanish, but there's nothing that stops you from building on that and and, and working uh, additional languages as well. Is that fair to say? It doesn't. Uh, my rule of thumb usually is let three queries come in and then we'll build something. Yeah. Uh, so if there's a language or there's a feature or if different uh, different clients come in with the same similar request three times. We are like, let's now we are building it. That's, that's right. usually the rule of thumb. So we'll Spanish has been, you, you, you're aware about that. Spanish as a language to support has been almost spoken for 
close to more than half a decade. Yeah. But right now, I think point of sale and systems are getting up to speed. So, and it, it is going to be the population that is going to go into reverse mortgage. It's going to be the population that is going to become homeowners. So it's, right. it's a large population. So Aru, we, we talked a little bit about kind of automation and, and I, you gave a couple examples around, you know, based on 2 a.m. message comes in, create some automation uh, so that the, that the, the sender, the, the, the prospective customer is not sitting there waiting. What are some other examples of, of automation that you've, you've uh, deployed that, that helps that whole communication chain work? So um, a few ones would be lead distribution. We do have support for lead distribution. Again, it works in conjunction with your existing CRM or LMS systems lead distribution rules. But you can put in rules saying things as the customer has responded but the agent that they are connected to is not responding for more than 15 minutes. So then just redistribute and see who's available for, for joining them. That's That's been one use case. The other kind of automations would be more like, yes, you always believe the prospect and customer is right, but sometimes it might be a bad source that is sending you traffic. So the system automatically recognizes if the conversations are a little spammy from the borrower and the language isn't best, then it'll auto unassign or it'll just ban that borrower because you don't want to waste agents time either. They, right. You don't want to give them a bad conversation and lose what they might have as a good conversation. So those have been some things. Uh, our team works very in depth and most of those workflows are built by our team internally. Our clients will tell us what they're end goals or needs are. Uh, so that's that's what we'll take and we'll go ahead and build. So we also built reports to understand what kind of language is being used. Some of our clients prefer rate and APR be detected and be provided together. So yeah. those kind of alerts and, and flags is a few things that we put in place. How, how are you guys thinking about um you know, the mortgage servicing side of the business uh, at BotSplash? So we haven't ventured too much into post-closing, like support and servicing side of things. I will mention though, um, this is no new news, but it's been taking over the world since uh, early December. The, the GPT side of things is going to kick in a lot more in automation, especially servicing side. You don't have too many permutations, combinations of what kind of calls will come in. Yes. Pre-sale, they are going to be all factors. You should not have bought that new car when you were doing a loan. <laughs> you now have alimony money. Okay. You never revealed this to us for down payment. So the areas there are much. Servicing side, uh, there's going to be a lot of understanding. What do you have as an enterprise in your knowledge base of all these years of questions, answers, calls being transcripted, and then applying that and seeing, can you, should you automate using a chatbot 80% of those conversations? So I think that's that's going to be a key factor on servicing side because it's, it's a finite step of steps. Right. So an example, maybe um, I'm, I'm, I'm on the, I'm a borrower 
of a mortgage servicer and I'm on my portal, my servicing mm -hmm. portal. And I have a question about um, my end of year tax statement. Yep. So I would type in a question and then based on the, you know, year end tax statement or whatever the keywords are, here is a bulleted list of what steps to take to get to yeah. those tax statements. Yeah. yeah but very cool. I will say, no matter how much the automation, a good UI experience would be to always let the customer know you do have a human counterpart. Even if not right now, don't don't let the customer who's engaging with you be worried about do I wait? Do I call? Will I be called 9 a.m.? Just clearly inform them like. This is what our hours are. If this has not helped, click this button or something. Our 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 agents will reach out in twenty four hours or whatever your cadence is. Keep right. them informed. Last couple of questions. Um, mm -hmm. What what is what is like implementation and integration look like for your typical enterprise you know lender client? So we have close to about 40, 45 integrations in place. This is like single sign-on integrations, your CRM integrations, workflow integrations. If it's a platform that our upcoming onboarding client already needs and like Salesforce or Velocify, it's typically two weeks or less because those, those integrations are already in place. If it's a new integration that we have to put in place, for onboarding, it takes usually about four weeks where we are saying two weeks for building that integration and then your normal two weeks. So right. most times we've been ready much faster than the client has completed the vendor paperwork. Yeah. So that's, that's how the industry is. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's the process. Aware. Yes, absolutely. And we don't want to skip that process either. So all good yeah. there. Well, Aru, this has been super helpful. Anything you want to leave us with in terms of what you're thinking about for the, the, the roadmap, whether it's you know near term or longer term that, that folks might be interested in? Um, absolutely. I mean, keep following us. We uh, do typically come out with a feature or enhancement every quarter, if not many per quarter. That, that would be one. So feel free to follow us and learn more about us, what we are bringing. And then I am looking forward how the industry will transform with all the chat innovations that are going on. Customers, I mean, not customers, uh, the audience themselves has seen so many shifts. Texting, messaging, digital engagement was always a thing. And then we moved to a phase where only way to grab attention was 30 second videos. <laughs> And now we are coming to a phase where we want to read longer things, but not typed by a human. Right. So it's it's a good transition. Um, data has always been valuable, either to target audience or to learn from the data. The next few phases is going to be all about understanding your data and presenting in it in a way where it's very consumable for your borrowers, prospects, and whoever you're working with. So a lot to see in, in conversation space. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. It, it's feeling like the technology is, is going to enable your client today, the lender, who knows where the future is for, for your, your company and your platform beyond mortgage, but it, it, it feels like the, 
the combination of sitting on that data and then being connected or having connection to a human, you create more of a personal yeah. level of engagement that doesn't feel, you know, robotic um, yeah. or body, uh, if that's a word. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, right? You're never going to want to remove the human element, but everyone, us as a platform provider, you guys as SaaS providers and our clients have to get smarter in understanding when should it be a human versus when it shouldn't. So right. if, if that, can be optimized. I think we are all for a win. I love it. Well, Aru, this has been awesome. I enjoyed learning more about Bot Splash. Uh, we'll we'll include in our post when we publish this how how folks can get a hold of you. I really appreciate you spending some time with me today. Thanks, Brian. This was fun, and thank you so much for having me. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Friday for another episode of FinTech Fridays. Thank you.